Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What do you say? What do you say? Welcome to another edition of Advantage Connors here on a Thursday recording. As always, I'm your host, Brett Connors. Here's my co-host, Jimmy Connors. What's cracking? Hey. What do you say? What do you say? Went back again for another week. Uh, I, the intros are just so good now, and and because <laughs> right. uh, you know we go uh, for a week and and we talk, but we don't talk this. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk the podcast. So so now we have a chance to get in and to talk about a few things that are on our mind. Mm-hmm. But in, but before we get started, I've got some good news. Talking Kitchen about- is done. What? Connor's Connor's kitchen might be back in operation next week. I've got uh, I've got a new kitchen. I've got uh, and it turned out magnificent because your 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 mommy was away for eight days or, or six days uh, uh, at a dance competition and she didn't. Uh, I was watching it, you know, one day at a time how it was coming together. And when she came home and she saw it, she was thrilled. So, you know, obviously it was worth it. But Connor's Kitchen in operation. Nice. Uh, no more people knocking on my door at uh, 7.15, 7.30 in the morning. No noise. And uh, hopefully tomorrow I can sleep in. So it's a good thing. Nice. That's <laughs> good. She did that move at, uh, that you do uh, when, when your food is taking a while at a restaurant. You try and go to the bathroom and then hope that when you come back, it's there. She's right. like, I'm going to leave town for a week, and hopefully when I come back, it's done. She picked a good time to do it, but uh, <laughs> it all turned out great. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things happening. You know, summer's about over. That's and, crazy. you know, when when summer's over, you know what uh, comes around, you know? What's at that? one time, it was my favorite time of year. Yeah. At one time. New you York, know, New York. U.S. Open time. Yeah. Not so much now. Not so much now? I hate to... Nah, I mean, you know, you know, my it's been so long now, it's almost like I never even played it. But uh, you know, I still, you know, kind of keep up on it, but you know, so many other things have, you know, come into what I do during the day and weeks and months during the year and and uh, as much as uh, you know, this time of year was important to me at one time, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of slid away and and uh, you know, a lot of things are happening now and and you know, with tennis, you know, keeping Djokovic out of the US Open 
that's what I think about that. Uh, and, and the reason being, you know, and, and I, and I said it before, Brad, that, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and you got the tickets for him, you know, and, and uh, my, my friend David and, and, uh, uh, one of my, you know, my best friend from, you know, when we were kids took his family to, to London, uh, been boosted, vaxxed, everything. And, uh, and, and five out of the six of them came back and had COVID. <laughs> you know, so, right. you know, you know, who you sit next to, right. you know, I mean, you know, somebody, you know, breathing, you know, burping, farting on you and, and all that kind of, you know, how do you know? So, I mean, the, the rules have changed, you know, the CDC has changed all the rules, no mask, you know, six feet apart, six feet apart and, and all that. And you, and you're not letting, you know, arguably the best player in the world. I mean, I know he's dropped the number six, but that's not his fault. I mean, he's been kept from playing. You know, so, you know, arguably for me, the best player in the world kept out of a major championship. Yeah, I'm, you know, a little, little tired of it. You know, I, uh, things have changed and, you right. know, and they're using sports and politics. You know, I don't think that's good. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I agree. I think it's, uh, it's lame just because we're not getting to see the best tennis players in the world play. And it's not because he's, you know, not he's injured or something like that. And like you said, the CDD is uh, the CDD, the CDC has changed all the guidelines, you know, kind of quietly, essentially kind of, uh, admitting to some mistakes or at least saying that the guidelines were not what they should be anymore, which is maybe the same thing, but you know, but then they're all saying, you know, well, it's because non-vax people who are not American cannot come in. Yeah, but it's like but, okay. But, but, but let me let me ask you this, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, what what about the border? You know, the you know open borders and and those that are coming in, are they checking them or are they are they showing their card for being vaxxed? Right. Uh, it's just it's just I, I I don't know. It's just you know the sometimes it feels like the hypocrisy is is a little bit difficult to take sometimes. But you know, listen. Politics is not my thing. If you don't like, you know what I'm saying. I don't really care. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But you know. But it's just it's just my feeling that when you got one of the top four tennis events in the world o o over a year, and and you know you keep you're keeping the best player arguably uh, out of the event. Australia did the same thing. Djokovic allowed to play the French. Nadal wins it. Djokovic allowed to play in uh, London for Wimbledon, wins it. And you're keeping him out of the U.S. Open. You know, it, it just makes me feel like, you know, maybe, you know, one of the, you know, pharmaceutical companies might have a little hand in that, do they? Well, right. It's uh, funny you should say that because Moderna, uh, you know, creator of the mRNA COVID vaccine, uh, just signed a deal with, uh, you know, Billie Jean King and, and, you know, I don't know who, what it all exactly is with, but it sure comes but in. But of course they did. <laughs> sure comes in conspicuously at a weird time, just days before the decision would, would come down whether or not Djokovic could play. And it, that just seems weird, you know? It just seems like this obvious sort of conflict where the creator of the product that's at the heart of the controversy, you know, this, uh, this mm -hmm. shot that he didn't chose not to take and, you know, everyone else took and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. But now the rules have changed and, you know, now, now they come in and what, so they give money. So what happens if they said Djokovic is going to play, are they going to pull their right. money away? 
Yeah. You know, is it like yeah. a, you know, a carrot? Like here, look, we're going to give this money and sign this deal and do all this stuff. Well, what happens if we say that Djokovic is going to play? We're going to make an exception for him. Is that cool? Nope. Boom, gone. I, money gone. I wonder who was holding the carrot over who. <laughs> you know, was, was uh, the pharmaceutical holding over the U.S. Open or the U.S. Open over the pharmaceutical? Right. <laughs> you know, who knows? Well, like you how know, many? I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a politician and, and you know, uh, hate that. I hate that. But, you know, when, when, when you're keeping the best athletes out of a major event like this, uh, you know, when, when even the CDC has changed, you know, the rules that they have had, it seems to me that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, and, and, but, you know, for me, I, I look at that guy and I say, that guy's got balls. And, right. and I say that because it's costing him. It's costing him. Yeah, you know, he's sticking to, you know, his his beliefs, his thoughts. And everybody's different. And and I know that. You know, everybody's gonna fire back at me and say, Well, you know, he should conform and he's gonna do this and he you know, fuck that. That's not the way that it is. You know, you got your own beliefs, you got your own thoughts, and and, and what you put in your body as an athlete is is, you know, uh depends on how you know how you feel how you play you know and and how you go out there and perform but that guy has got balls to know that that's costing him grand slams and you know with a with you know with federer and nadal and Djokovic all being so close in grand slams and everything and all that you know this guy's given that up he yep. could be taking the lead yep. don't you think yeah i mean definitely i mean you got to think if he plays australia he's won it what eight eight or nine times he's got a, he's got a good chance to win there he's won the open you know five times what is it uh three times four times i, I can't even yeah. remember he's won it multiple times um yeah it's it's a it's a little weird because it shows you how many things the pharmaceutical companies pay for they pay for this campaign yeah. and that campaign and this commercial and that advertisement and this and this and this and this and like look if people are getting paid money by something whatever it is any company any body out there that means they how are you going to criticize that thing you're going to mm-hmm. be legit on it honest and really criticize whatever industry it is legitimately knowing that they can just go wait you criticize us we're taking our money back boom money gone no. bye bong. influence gone you know you, you 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 can you can say anything you want whatever you about my comments or whatever but that that guy's got balls and and he's stuck to his his beliefs and and what he thinks and and he's not backing down no. you know it, you know he he didn't uh, he, he hasn't been allowed to play grand slams and other events and you know and and uh, you know so what what's his legacy going to be at the end well, you know, uh, he didn't he didn't get vaccinated, and uh, you know, uh, he, he was a dick, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, what the hell is that going to be his legacy? I don't think so. Well, unfortunately, his legacy is going to get written by like Nadal and Fed fans. You know, well, like a good no, chunk of no. this is like people who are really? Fed and Nadal fans who just don't like him anyway. I feel like. You know, it makes it a convenient thing also to pile on if you're also one of their fans and you're not wanting him to break the record or, you know, come along. You don't like him. Fed's your guy. Nadal's your guy. Like all that stuff. Weird yeah, thing to me I, is yeah. like like the one. It's a, eight- it's a weird time to try to figure out who, who's the best player. Forget about the best of all time. You know, I mean, it's all about, the, you know, your own generation, you know, and who's the best in this generation. You know, obviously, you know, you got you, you you're not really going to know because 
you know, with the pandemic and with COVID and, and all that and the rules and the regulations, you know, some, some of the best players haven't been able to play, right. you know, so how, how do you, how do you figure that? Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, I've had enough talk. Yeah. About but that. Don't no, get- but also wait, like the 180 that has happened in the, whatever time period it's been that has made the pharmaceutical companies, these things that are like unquestionable, like that they're like right all the time. You know what I mean? Like you can't say anything bad. You know, it's not like they created the opioid epidemic or have like ever done a billion other things that are probably not in the best interest of people, but maybe in their stockholders. You know what I mean? Like talk about a good PR campaign. They've washed, they've like laundered their image over the past five or six years to where you're like, I mean, this is still the product that they wanted to like not give us the information on how they made it for 70 years. You know, kind of saying Mm -hmm. we we don't want to put it out until you're all dead. You know, like oh, that's kind of, well, that's, <laughs> but isn't that what that's saying? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, listen. like, the, like, isn't it okay to be a little skeptical? Like people, yeah. people- uh, no, no, it's not okay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know, the, you know, the rules are, you know, you, you know, kind of almost like do what you're told. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, 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 and don't question it. And, you know, you got, you got a major star athlete you know, uh, you know, world recognized, uh, athlete that, you know, comes out and says, you know, this, this is what I think. And, and, and I'm not going to do that, you know, but every, you know, but the one that stands up against everybody else who has just fallen in line and says, you know, why not? You know, everybody else is doing it. Why shouldn't you, Uh, you you know, so you got one guy that's standing up like that, you know, and the impact that that is making, you know, on people, you know, I, I've got a lot of friends, that have had it and, and uh, you know, had the shots and had the boosters and everything still got COVID. Right. You know, and, and, and I, and I've got friends that haven't had one shot that have never had COVID. Right. You Just know, people and, all and across so, the spectrum. Yeah. You know, you know, so, you know, what, what, uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, to, to figure out, I mean, you know, for underlying conditions and, you know, and, and, uh, uh, obesity and diabetes and you know and, and things like that i i get it i i understand but you know listen i'm no scientist you know and and you know thankfully so <laughs> shit you know what oh christ and but on the on the other hand uh it's it's you know it's that's all hard for me to understand but all i know is and this is the way i feel anybody who pushes that shit on you so hard, so hard, so hard. I, I, you know, it almost makes me think, wait a minute, pull back for a second. And that, and, and that, and that's what Djokovic has done. And, and he's getting, uh, he's getting shit for it. Yep. But, you know, that's just, just kind of my feeling. Yeah. I, th- there's a couple things that are weird to me just in this country, because this country is all about freedom. Everyone loves personal freedom and the freedom and the freedom and the freedom. And this guy's making a personal choice. You know what I mean? To do like yeah. something like he makes his living off of his body, his physical body. Yeah. If something yeah. goes wrong yeah. with his body, his career is gone and no one's going to give a shit anymore about him. You know, they're not going to worry like, oh, like poor guy, right. you know, they'll just move on to the next guy and move right on, you know, and not care. Right. That's the way it is. And That's so exactly the way it is. And so in this country of people who love freedom and personal freedom and all that, and they go to the movies and they, who do they root for? Underdogs, heroes. People who stand up to the man, David, not Goliath, doodle a you know, like all this stuff. They stand right. up, they, they root for the guy who stands up and says, hey, wait a minute, and maybe those rules are wrong. 
And this guy's doing that. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> the movies. When it comes to real life, they change their minds. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it's so funny. Like, you know, like, even if you don't like him and hate him, like, don't you at least see that side of it? I feel like that he's at least standing yeah. up for something he believes. And he's like you said, he's letting these chances to maybe be considered the greatest tennis player of all time slip past and is like, you know, doing it with a smile as much as possible. I mean, you know, he fought right. it in Australia, but he put out a tweet today and, you know, he'll be there prepared for the next tournament. He's allowed to play and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know. It's so lame that all of this stuff is leaked into tennis, the politics and all that stuff. And, you know, the Russian yeah. stuff, the wars and like now all right. this stuff is being like somehow played out on tennis courts when it should be played out in, you know, meetings and, you know, boardrooms and in Washington, D.C. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it would be better to let those guys that are on the tennis courts work it out. <laughs> maybe they, maybe in the end result is. You know, you know. I always thought that sport, and I say this every time, transcend politics. Hey, you know that that uh, you know that you let the best players play. You bet the you know the you know the Olympics, and you know no matter what the time in the 30s, 40s, fit whatever, you let the best athletes play and run, and and it it it's above politics. You know, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've been wrong all these years. And you know, listen, I I've been wrong. I was wrong once before. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that one time. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you when. Uh, but you know, but well, you know what? Anyway, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a shame because it it makes the tournament. Uh, it's missing uh, not, something. Uh, not, not as appealing. It's not as appealing. You know, to to tune in and think that, uh, you know, a guy can win, you know, uh, his 22nd Grand Slam, you know, and 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 to to be, you know, two ahead of Federer and tied with with Nadal and, you know, and, and, and all that. I mean, it, it's, it's not as appealing to me. You know, you you know, where, you know, Nadal, all of a sudden, you know, Nadal, you know, he pulls out of Wimbledon. Now, what is it? Six weeks later. Now he's fine. Oh, my God. You know, miracle. <laughs> he's right. ready to play. He's he, back. You know, he's. He's back, yeah. you know. Well, so, I mean, do, would, I mean, wouldn't you if you if, even if you had one good leg? If you see, well, they're keeping Joker out. I mean, fuck, wouldn't you show up? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you know on crutches, right? <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but you know, it just you know, you know why? Anyway, I'm tired of talking. Yeah, about I mean, it because, at the you know, heart of we're, all we're of not, it, we're not, we're not going to cure it. No, it, it, it's uncurable. At the heart you know, of it right is that now. we're bummed we don't get to see the best guys compete and figure out who's the best player in the tournament. That's really yeah, like, and, and end up with the best match in the semis and the finals. Right. Uh, you, you know that guy's fallen number six in the world. You know what, what's he going to do? Play Nadal in the quarters? You saw that at, at the French. That was the final. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and you know the best players are, are supposed to work their way through to the you know the uh, to the to the final. You know, so that the crescendo, the you know the 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 match of all matches. You, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't know. You know, fuck, my time's over. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you know, what's next? Stick a fork in you, will you? Uh, huh? Stick a fork in you. You're done. Yeah, stick a fork in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Well, anyway. I mean, you know, it's a bummer, but we're still going to tune in because guess what? Somebody has to win the U.S. Open for the men. The yeah. women. The L women listen, is. The, the, only, the only thing, I, you know, I'm interested in now. Is the batting line? What's Ooh, the batting lines? I like that. Nice yeah. transition. 
Listen, with all <laughs> with all due respects, you know, I, I'm a I'm a graduate of GA, you know, but you've got me back into it now. Yeah, you have. And, and, you know, not not full blast. I'm, I'm nibbling. I'm nibbling. Well, but, NFL uh, starts I, pretty soon. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but but before we get into that, let's talk about the tennis. Okay. The, you know, who who? I mean, you know, obviously Nadal is going to be the favorite, right? Uh, no. Let me let me talk about it. It was okay. interesting. If you were following and you knew what was going on before today, you would have tried to take your bet if you were trying to bet someone besides Djokovic on the men's side to win the Open. Because once they take him out, he was the favorite. He was like minus, uh, plus 150 or 125, something like that. So you right. knew like if there, if there was going to be any change, it would be that everyone would become you know smaller odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the news came out and like, of course, Medvedev went from like plus 250. Now he's the favorite at plus 200. Rafa's the second mm-hmm. favorite, plus 350. Then you got Carlitos Alcaraz, plus 500. How about this one? Curios plus five fifty. So mm. two the two guys, two of the top four favorites are in the same quarter of the draw. Medvedev and uh, Curios are in the same part. We'll come mm. back to that. Here's one uh, interesting sinner uh, fourteen to one. Sitsipas also fourteen to one. Sinner, sinner, what what sinner? What's up? Fourteen to one. He he might be a nibble. Mm-hmm. He's been playing yeah. good. Only thing yeah. I wonder about is with him is uh, the three out of five. When uh, when he plays a lot of tennis and goes on some runs, sometimes he um, he gets like a little banged up a little bit. He'll take it like a little injury, and I mean he'll play through it. But yeah, but he he uh, he's got the the work hard game though. Yeah, you're right. He, he, yeah, yeah, you, know, you got to go and. Uh, and, and spend that little extra, you know, that, that, that extra 20, 30 minutes per match or whatever to win. Yeah, that takes a toll at the end of a seven-match you know, seven event. Definitely. But still, he, he's worth a nibble. I, I like his game anyway. We've always liked his game. We've talked about him since mm-hmm. the beginning of the podcast. And, and uh, it would, uh, to be honest with you, I would love to see somebody like that step up and win now. Mm-hmm. You know, to to win the U.S. Open and and all all of a sudden take off because that is really the next generation, right? It, 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 right or wrong? Yeah. Well, check this out. We'll, we'll like this. This kind of goes with our uh, our theme earlier in the year. This summer, we said we had an episode where we asked, um, you know, is Sinner Alcaraz potentially the next, you know, kind of one of the next great rivalries that could come about because they're both similar age and. They're both kind of more mature and their games are advanced for their age than a lot of other players are, um, I would say. Um, Sinner pulls Alcaraz's quarter. So mm. we might get a little matchup with them, I think, in uh, in the quarters, if it would happen. So that's... Who, uh, who, who's their semi? Who's that semi? Uh, Sinner's in her catch's section of the draw. So her catch and Sinner and then... Um, Alcaraz and, and yeah, Alcaraz uh, is down there uh, on the bottom. He's the three seed Alcaraz. Well, I, you know, maybe maybe that quarter gets to the final. Mm-hmm, but Nadal's on that half, so that's a yeah. that's a stacked half. They got Nadal there. Yeah. Um, you got Rublev, Schwartzman, Shappy, Nori, who's been playing pretty freaking good. Nori's forty to one. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that all in one half? Yeah, this is all in one half. You got oh my Hubie, God. 
You got Sinner, Chilich, Chorich, who came out of nowhere to win Cincinnati last week, uh, winning me yep. a little bit of money along the way. <laughs> Thank you right. very much. Yeah, that'll boy. <laughs> <laughs> I needed it after Canada. <laughs> Oof, Canada was rough. So you got Alcaraz, Nori, uh, Shappy, uh, Rublev, Schwartzman, uh, Kekmanovic, Tiafo, and Nadal. So that's the one half. Uh, Yikes. That's kind of stacked, stacked over there. Yeah. So yeah. no Zverev. Zverev's out uh, nursing that injury. So we don't have to worry about him um, uh, mm. in the draw this year. On the other side, we got Med at the top, but we have Kyrgios in that section along wow. with a Goot. Just in that like oh. top, top part. Yeah. You know, how about yep. this first round matchup? Carreño Busta. Uh, Toronto champion, Canada champion against right. Team, who's trying to work his way back. We've been talking about him. That could be that's good. Interesting. That's that's uh, that's you know that, that this this is a good opportunity for Team, you know to to start out the first day, the first match, the you know of, of the event. You know, I I go, I go back better, you know, my my last time, you know, where I, I played Patrick McEnroe. And it was down two sets to love and a break in the third and all that. And if, and if you can figure out a way to get through that, all that does is give you confidence, you know, you know. And so if he would come out and, and win that match, you know, and get, get through there, all of a sudden you get stuck in a tournament, you know, where you feel confident and, and you feel like you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talked about him. We, I, I like him. I, I like him. Uh, he didn't he win what two years ago or three years yeah, ago? Yeah, twenty twenty. He won the uh, the one that yeah. was closed off uh, to the public. But uh, yeah, he's a, he seems like a nice guy too. Like he's a cool guy and uh, you know he works hard. You know, and uh, if he that's a tough first round though. Carreño Busta. Yeah, they put also a Goots in that section, so they put both the hardcore specialist Spaniards uh, in the same quarter. Um, but like you said, if he can get through that match, he gets he inherits Busta's draw. You know, and then maybe right. he gets a couple couple more rounds he could win. It's tough. I was watching a little bit. He played Winston Salem. He took a, I think a wild card in there and. Um, you know, he'll play a couple points where you're like, damn, that's like the old team, you know, where you just ripping the ball and, you know, cracking it and then hits this little flick backhand winner cross court or something, you know, but then he'll play like a point or two where you're like, ugh, you know, right. he's just right. like, he needs that, he needs his consistency back. He needs probably just more match play and, and to get his legs and all that stuff back under him. But um, talk to me about like Felix. So Felix is on that side. Um, mm-hmm. It's a med. So in one section, we got med, Kyrgios, Agut, uh, Busta, Team, um, and Felix. That's a pretty stacked little quarter there. Yeah. I mean, it's a good quarter, but, uh, but, uh, but Medvedev's been to the finals there and, and uh, lost. Didn't he lose in five sets to uh, Nadal mm-hmm. in, in here? And then, and then he beats uh, Be Joker. The Joker. And Joker going for the Grand Slam, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, so you got to feel, you know, in, inside that his feelings are very confident, and that he knows he knows the arena, you know, he knows the crowd, he knows what it takes to, you know, to come from behind and you know and and make a tough match out of it and, and lose, but he also knows what it's like to defeat a guy who's going for the Grand Slam. That's right. fucking huge. You don't know how huge that is, you know, to go in for both sides and, and for him to deny uh, the uh, Joker of, of winning that Grand Slam. Shit, he had to produce some great stuff. 
you know, so his comfort level on that court has got to be pretty extreme also, you know, so for, for me, uh, you know, I know he's got some, some competition there uh, unless somebody really steps up and, and produces some extraordinary stuff. I would think he would get through there. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to think of his summer. Has he had a decent summer? Yeah. That's what I was going to uh, say. I want to get your take on a couple things here just cause he he's one he's the one seed but he's only won one tournament um you know which is still it's, it's good but it's just still one tournament and then mm. uh he played it was weird he played a match against sitsi in cincinnati i think the semifinal. and it was weird he uh went down a set where he started it was just weird he wasn't playing as aggressive you know it felt like he was like kind of just hitting neutral almost down the middle a lot more comes back wins the second you're like okay now he's got it you know figured out you know he's got it going but then he just it didn't seem like him in the third you know it didn't i don't want to say like seemed like he was tanking because you know obviously he wasn't but like i you know it was just it seemed weird you're like what's going on you know because sometimes he looks so methodical out there he just boom big shot big forehand goes gets the ball you know he plays quick he doesn't take a lot of time he doesn't even go to the towel sometimes you know and right. so uh you know it depends like because you, you think you got one guy that's playing the way he's played all week and then maybe all of a sudden you know he starts getting pissed at his coach and yelling at his coach and and kind of you know hitting down the middle and you know he needs to serve well his serve is such a big weapon for him on the hard courts that you know if he's ripping that serve then he's going to get a lot of uh you know short ball returns that he can just crack right well, but yeah but, I, you know but what do you yeah, think about this I, he's, you, he's had good results though and especially on that uh, on that stadium right you know so so you know that's that plays a big part comfort you know it's like golfers some golfers like certain courses some golfers don't you know he might like that US open uh, you know that atmosphere and that court and you know everything around that so he might feel comfortable there that's mm-hmm. that might be his stage yeah okay I mean I like that I'm a med guy so when he does well uh, I enjoy watching the tennis. But Kyrgios in that section, what do you think about this? I mean, this is kind of the best Kyrgios has maybe ever played for, in his career for an extended period of time. And I think he won 16 of 18 or 17 of 19 uh, matches, you know, this summer, you know, making the finals at Wimbledon, you know, winning a tournament in D.C. and the singles and the doubles. You know, he won the Australian Open uh, in doubles uh, earlier this year with his buddy Tanasi Kokonakis, you know, so he's kind of like started to come around and, and take it more serious. It looks like he's training and, and, you know, pl- and, you know, going through the stuff that he needs to do that maybe he didn't do as serious in the past. What do you think about it? Is he going to be able to maintain, you know, that, that good play and that focus going into another slam? You know, he's been off for a week or two. Is he going to be okay? Do you think he's going to, uh, be able to keep the good serving up and he plays Kakanakis in the first round it's kind of interesting oh his buddy <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be like me playing Nastasi. you know you know do you, do you want to beat your buddy he might be pissed at you <laughs> you know if you beat him then you got to go play you doubles know, what with the him. hell yeah and then you go play doubles with him but you know the, the, for me for me you know if if he would would win he would be really 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 good for tennis you know he's he's got that uh, spunk. He's got that attitude. He's got that I don't give a crap. You know. You know uh, I'm gonna play my kind of game. You know. But you got to win to get by with that. Uh, you know. Getting to the finals of Wimbledon was great, but he didn't win. You know. He's he's won a tournament. He's got a good record. 
you know you can't you can't feel satisfied with that you know you you got to feel satisfied with going out and say listen this is what i've accomplished so far now i could do better mm-hmm. and, and if he would if he would go in with that attitude and and feel like you know he he to me feels you know, from 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 my from my heart you know feels that he needs to feel like he belongs that he's fighting that you know that that well you know i'm good enough you know that i belong i should be at the top i should i should be winning these tournaments i should be beating all these guys you know and and that's that's what he needs he needs to walk out there even sometimes you got to bluff it and i've said this before that you got to bluff your feelings of, of your cockiness and, and your abilities and everything to go and, and, and be what you think you can be. Because sometimes you're not playing as best, your best, you know, but it's those who win that, that, that play 70% or 80%, you know, that, that don't give their best every time or don't have their best, not give their best, have their best every time that, that come out as the winners. Those are the guys who are, are are the dangerous ones that make their, their reputations because you don't know, you don't know. Just think, you know, if they're winning at seventy or eighty percent, what do you think they're going to do at a hundred percent? You know, that's that's <laughs> kind of, and he's got to feel that. He's got to feel that I can win at seventy or eighty percent if I go about it the right way, and and understand what it takes to win when when I'm only at at that percentage. Because anybody can win at 110 percent. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, yeah, 39 years old, 40 years old, whatever. I mean, you go out and you're playing 110 percent, you're going to give anybody trouble. Mm-hmm. But it's those who come come and win when they're only playing 70 percent and come out and figure it out. And once he figures it out, I don't know uh, how old is he? 28, 29, something so, like yeah, that. Yeah, I can look it up. I think he's like 27. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. But you know he's he's got a few years to figure you know but he's running out of time 27 yeah yeah he's he's running out of time but uh, you know if he would ever figure that out that says listen i belong i'm good enough but i've got to be good enough at 70 75% too to make sure that that i get to where i should be you know so what should he be a quarter finalist a semi finalist he was in the finals of wimbledon so yeah. obviously he's a finalist yeah it, you know, well, so, he has that potential. You know, me, he's got the potential. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. With that serve, like, like if you put these two things together, right? Um, if he just starts training and you know taking it serious, like he's been doing this year, um, and with that serve, I mean, his serve is so effortless, and his game is interesting. It's like he doesn't have a hard game on his body. You know, his backhand mm-hmm. is, it doesn't look, you know, he doesn't always crack it every time. He kind of, sometimes he just hits it deep and it looks like, you know, it's not a lot on it. And he's just setting it up and then he cracks it, you know? So right. his game isn't hard on his body and he's so fluid on that serve that if he stays in shape and keeps going about it the way it is, I think he can win at 75%. Because yeah, with but, that but, serve, but there, yeah. There comes a point at uh, after three or four balls, he says, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know where, where he just says, "I'm going to go for it." Mm-hmm. You, you know, and and you know, which is not a bad thing. But you know, what what happened if he instead of missing on the fourth ball or hitting a winner on the fourth ball, what would happen if he would keep a fi- fifth ball or sixth ball in play, and yeah. work his opponent? 
you know, all, all that does is get in your opponent's head. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. You know, that's game. That's gamesmanship. Well, <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like I this... shouldn't say it. <laughs> but, 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 you know, yeah. yeah I feel it, like this it, summer he has. I feel like he, yeah. he is grinding out a little more and he is like his fitness level is there more. I think maybe in the past, you know, he's just setting up and going and slapping for a winner after four or five balls because maybe he's tired. You know what I mean? Or he's not in shape like yeah. he is now. And now he's got, you know, better legs. And, and now he's got the ability to stick in there and grind and grind. And I mean, he played some really good points. If you watch that, his, his run in Washington and then the Wimbledon yeah, run. Yeah, I saw and, some. You know, I, I mean, some. it's fun to see him because this is kind of the best for a while that we've seen him. Like he's popped up and had these runs where, he, you know, he wins in Mexico or he, he won D.C. a few years before. And, you know, you're like, wow, man. Because when he plays well, there's some of the funnest weeks to watch and to work. When I'm working yeah. and he's doing that, it's like, it's not even work. You know, like you're, you're no. so entertained. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life, yet so many of us still settle for blah coffee every day. With Trade Coffee, you can start every morning with something special. Trade is a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from around the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. My favorite coffee that I get from Trade is the Hell Yeah Medium Roast. It gets me going in the morning when I got to get up and go to those early call times. I love it. I think you will too. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile. Or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com Connors. That's drinktrade.com Connors for $30 off. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, somebody sent me a text on on uh, you were producing uh, in the last day or two, and they sent me a text, and it said, and uh, you know, from our uh, from our producer Brett Connors, and uh, and I said, hey, I know that guy. That's my boy. Congratulations <laughs> on that, bud. You're doing great. Uh, thanks. That uh, yeah. that was we were on T2 this week. That's the Samsung yeah. app. That was my man Brian Weber giving me the shout out. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Had a good week working with him. Um, but yeah, like I think there's. 
I mean, the, the Djokovic thing, we've already talked about it. There's a lot, of, there's still a lot of good storylines, like Curios and Med and, and some of that stuff. And I think it'll be fun to watch it. Felix, I'm interested to see. He's the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's in the bottom part of that quarter. I mean, that quarter is just just stacked. So um, we'll have to see but, what uh, happens. I want to I want to jump to the ladies for one minute. Okay. And and uh, and and our and our girl, Swiatek, who yeah. had such a great run, has kind of cooled off. Yeah. You know can can she can can she get some inspiration here? And, and and go into the U.S. Open and and uh, and, and grab onto what you know uh, gave her that uh, such a great run. Can can she grab that, or is uh, is she just you know lost a little confidence? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's it, she's definitely not playing as well as she was. She's making more mistakes, um, not as consistent. She's also not on her favorite surface like she was on. A, you know, at least half of that run was on clay or whatever. When in, you know in Roland Garros. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's also like natural too, you know, where you go, you know, whatever it was, 30 something matches in a row, you know, you're going to come back to earth a little, you know, you're probably not mm-hmm. going not gonna to win, win every match. And, and, you know, maybe you, she, she took a little breath after winning the French, you know, maybe took two days off to enjoy it. And then you have to reset, you know, how all that stuff goes. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's different when in New York and on the hard court. And it, I, I think the women's side is the men's side's open too, but the women's side is wide open it feels like you know right you know it feels like this this could be serena's last go yeah it is yeah right it's it's her it's her last go and and you know so one one once she goes away i mean how how open does that leave everything you know there's no longer as serena is a is a is a part of the conversation that opens up everything for you know for you know for, forget the you know the girls that are, uh, for the women that have been on the tour for you know six eight nine ten years what about those young girls coming in you know to you know to not have to face a Serena or a Sharapova or a, you know you know the you know the strength of, of what the tour has been. You know, it, it just opens up everything, doesn't it? Definitely. I mean, it's, you know, all these players probably, you know, a lot of them grew up watching Serena. That's how long she's played for. You know, she's over 40 now. Um, Serena, Swiatek forgot to say she is the favorite, plus 350. So she's three and a half to one to win the event. Serena, right. I had to scroll a little. 33 to one they've got her at. I can't tell if that's disrespectful or like wishful thinking. The way she's looked lately hasn't been so good. She doesn't have a lot of match play. But I mean her right. draw, she got um Danka Kovinic. She got Kovinic in the first round to play the winner of um it looks like probably Kontavite, but Kontavite's the 2 seed, but she's been struggling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a chance where if she gets through that first round, you know, and doesn't have to stay out there too long and, you know, can play a couple two good sets. Kontavite, I mean, she could beat Kontavite, you know, just almost just because Kontavite's been so so bad lately. Um, no one's really wanted to jump up into that two seat on the WTA side and, and hold it and but, be consistent. But nobody during the summer has really stood out, have they? Uh, I mean, it, like, you know, like golf making the finals at RG was a big step for her. You know, Halep, Halep's kind of started, made her come back all the way. She won, um, you know, Cincinnati last week, you know, kind of she had been injured and, and, you know, had, a, has a new coach and, and some of that stuff. 
Um, the one group player that's been hot, who I also was betting on on our on our show tennis at tennis bets on Twitter. If you want to follow us, we do some gambling tennis content on there for Tennis Channel. Um, is Caroline Garcia? She's twenty to one. Um, those Go. odds would have been a lot higher a couple a few weeks ago. She won Cincinnati. And she was just oh, you know, crushing yep. people. You know, she'd be Pagula, right. Sabalinka, Kvitova, back to back to back. Um, and she has won three tournaments since June on three different surfaces. So she's well, you got you got to say that's a player, right? Right. You know that she's got she's got skills, but because she can change her game, you know, and and uh, for the three different surfaces, that's uh, that's skills, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if you just want to ride a hot hand, she was smart and pulled out. She was supposed to play Cleveland this week, and very smartly, she pulled out to give herself some rest and recover and to to get ready for New York. Um, speaking of somebody who's uh, won on three surfaces, who won the U.S. Open on three surfaces? That's trippy, huh? Yikes! <laughs> You're going back a few years remembering that, right? Yeah, but you know, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I look back on that, Brad, and, and I, I know, you know, we've talked about maybe a little bit on our podcast, but, you know, we've talked about that a lot in person that, you know, the, you know, back, back then in the seventies, the Americans were fast court players mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, and, you know, the, uh, the grass at forest Hills, and you got to remember the grass, you know, back then wasn't, or it certainly wasn't like it is today. Uh, and and indoors on Supreme Court, which is a very thin, fast surface, and hot doors on hard courts, you know. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I come in and, you know, play when I turn pro in 72. I play on grass. I play on grass. I play on grass. And all of a sudden, you know, the next year I go there and I'm playing on clay. <laughs> you know, what? What? You know, what, you know was, wasn't the fast course good enough for the Americans? What the hell? <laughs> you know, bring in everybody else. Give them a chance. You know, I, I don't I don't know. But, you know, and then, I, you know, I got to the finals two years and I lost to Arantes of Spain and Vilas from Argentina. But I beat Borg in the final one year. And then we went to the hard courts, which, you know, I felt, you know, that was I was at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once they went to, to Flushing Meadows and, you know, got on the faster courts there, the hard courts. And, you know, but but that was given, you know, you know, the French. You know, give the the French an opportunity. Wimbledon uh, gives an opportunity on the grass. Australia, you know, I mean, you know, whoa. <laughs> the U.S. gave everybody else an opportunity, but the Americans, <laughs> you know, you know, when they went to when they went to clay, I never understood that. But you know, thankfully, after three years, uh, Slew Hester, you know, uh, you know, knew that. The West Side Tennis Club uh, and Forest Hills, we were outgrowing that. Mm-hmm. That tennis was starting to grab on and boom. And he wasn't afraid to move to a place and build a concrete jungle called Flushing Meadows and, and uh, you know, have a 20,000-seat stadium and make it possible you know, to really grab uh, the kind of fans that we were looking for. I mean, you know, I, I talk about it all the time and, you know, I, you know, give, give me crap for it. I don't really care. But, you know, we, we had the tennis fan. You know, tennis fans weren't, weren't going to make tennis anymore. We needed more, you know, back at that time. We needed 
sports fans, people who love to come and see uh, the battle. You know, whether you're a hockey player, did you go to see hockey or did you go to see the fight? You know, the, the, you know, football fans, baseball fans, basketball fans, fans that wanted to come and see, you know, guys going at it and, and giving it their all and walking out of there and having nothing left to give. And, and when, when we moved over, uh, we, you know, what, what am I, you know, what the fuck, you know, you're but when, you're a moving when they company. moved, <laughs> yeah, what? You're a moving company. When we moved them over yeah, there. Yeah, I guess, you know, I packed up my van, I moved <laughs> over there, you know, but you know, when, when, when they, when they moved over to Flushing, man, that was home for me. You know, that, that whole atmosphere, that whole crowd, that whole energy, that whole excitement, you know, the walking through the crowd and, and the closeness of the crowd and, you know, going out to practice and having people four and five and six deep just, you know, waiting to, you know, to watch you hit a few balls and, and to be close to you. You know, that's all gone. You know, people can't get close to anybody anymore. They come out of tunnels and, you know, they go by, they say hi, they wave. Shit, we, we used to stand there and, in, in, you know, not that they don't. I mean, these kids are great now. But, you know, when, when you're that close, I mean, people get to know you. You know, they can hear you breathe. You know, they, they can hear your thoughts. They can hear your, they, they can, they know what you're thinking. We bring them down. We brought them down on the court with us. Mm-hmm. Play the match with us. And be a part of it, you know, win with us, lose with us, get pissed with us, you know, excite with us, you know, and, and but but get inside of us and live with us. That's what we that's what we wanted. You know, that you know, I, fuck this. We that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted that crowd to feel like they were playing that match with me. And and that that U.S. Open, you know, and, and uh, from from day one. Listen, I, I, I love I love the U.S. Open. I wasn't always a favorite there. You know, I, I was, you know, not for the first five or six years. Christ, you know, I, I, I had to have protection walking out of there. You know, but but that crowd, that tournament is a tournament. It's a tournament. It's a good tournament. But that crowd and those players made that event. They made the people come in and not know where to go. Back and Rose on center, Borg's on court one, Nastasia's on court 16, Gerolitis is next in the stadium, Panada, oh my God, Panada, Vilas, Kroor, you know, Christ, you didn't know where to go. You, 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 were, you were spinning. But the excitement and the thrill of walking in that place, Christ, every time I walked in that place, I got chills. And, and, and I was the player. <laughs> you know, I was the guy they're coming to see. <laughs> and 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 I'm the one getting chills. It should have been the other way around. But walking through that crowd from from the locker room, through the crowd, you know the the afternoon crowd going out, the evening crowd coming in, and walking through that crowd, four, five, six thousand people. It it parted like the Red Sea. Yeah. You know, to to these people. I mean, they're they're waiting. You know, I mean, I, I always I love that part. I, I knew how it was going to be before I even walked out of there. You know, Connors, come on, Connors, come on, you know, come on, Connors, you're an ass. Come on, you know, I, you know I'm rooting for a board. I, you know, but at least you knew where you stood. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it, but but you were among among the fans. They could touch you. You know, and and to me, you know that that that's that's probably the greatest thing, uh, uh, the greatest part of tennis that I love the most. 
you know, and then, you know, things happened along the way where that all changed with, uh, with Monica Sellis and, and, uh, you know, when, uh, when yeah. she got stabbed and so forth, things changed then. But, oh, oh, I, I was so lucky to play during that time and, and to, to, to reach out and touch the fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that to me was, uh, uh, was the most exciting part of it all. And, and, you know, like I said, you know, I've told you many times, you know, when I left in 91, I was done. They yeah. gave me everything. You know, I, I gave them everything I had. They gave me everything they had. And, you know, yeah, I, we, we didn't have to say goodbye. <laughs> we didn't have to. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was understood. Yeah. You know, when, when, uh, you know, when my time was over. All right. But, uh, there you go. Well, let's get into some questions from, uh, the listeners. I got no more to give. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing left to give. <laughs> nothing left to give. Okay. Oh, God. Well, we don't. We can get through more questions. You don't have to go long. We'll try and get through a few of them here. Um, go this, ahead. This is a good one. That's pretty pretty quick. You don't have to go long. If you could add one more to your total of major championships, which would it be, Wimbledon or the U.S. Open, and why would you choose it? Uh, neither one. I'd probably wish I could have played the French in '74. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But okay, but let's say if you did, would you rather have six U.S. Opens or three Wimbledons? Six U.S. Opens. Right, and I think so too, because then you'd yep. have the most. You're yeah, I mean, with- it doesn't I mean, the U.S. Open was my event. Yeah. That was, that was my, it was my, you know, I, I figured that New York was my town, you know, and, and, and my, my place to play, my crowd, my excitement, my thrill, my, my everything. Uh, you know, and, and what I was willing to give them, they were willing to give me back. I, I, I'd take a, another U.S. Open any day. Okay. Next, David, David, oh, I'm sorry, Donald Wong says, um, favorite U.S. Open win out of your five, which one and why? Mm, I, I, I think 76 when they beat Borg on clay. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, that was, uh, th- because we had gone from grass, uh, I'd won on grass and then, uh, to beat him on clay, he was, you know, the clay court guy, uh, you know, winning the French and, and, uh, and, you know, and his game and his record on, uh, on the clay. And for me to beat him in the finals there, that was, uh, that was special. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, I almost feel like that is one of your best matches of almost your career just because U S open you know, another surface that you wanted on and against, you know, arguably, you know, Nadal and Borg are always brought up as, you know, the two best clay court players ever. So not too shabby getting a grand slam win in the finals over a clay court legend. I snuck in there. <laughs> it's it was a good a match. Good I've watched that one a lot. <laughs> it was a good sneak. You know what I love about watching that one is Poncho is on the side, like screaming and yelling. He's up out of his seat. He's like, rah, rah, you know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. All the cutaways of him are, are so good. Oh my God! And and afterwards, uh, we we went out afterwards, Brett, and I'll never I'll never forget. I mean, he could not stop talking, you yeah. know. And 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 uh, you know, we we went out and, and had dinner, and and uh, and you know, his his uh, his his feelings, his excitement, his his thrill for me to have won that match. Oh my God. You know, I, I, I call, I remember calling grandma and saying, I'm going out with Poncho. She goes, Oh, be careful. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, he, he was, Oh my God. Was he fun? He was so fun. Yeah. He was the best. Um, Wayne 
uh, Gindel or Gindel um, asks, <clears throat> I think we could ask this a different way. He says, what time of training routine did you do before major, including diet, how many hours a day? How about this? I feel like more than any tournament in your career or during the year, you planned around was the U.S. Open. You know, when you, day one. Yeah, when you came back after your wrist, it was always about coming back at the open. I think no matter what, you always were trying to peak, you know, in Flushing Meadows in, in late August, early September around your right. birthday. Um, that so, was my time. Yeah. So that, tell me how exactly you would tell me how you would do that. Like, how would you set the schedule? What would you do? How like would you eat different? Would you train different? Like flying and, and you know, practicing with Vetus. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, you were a part of that, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, going in, in uh, you know, before the open, and pre you were young, but uh, you know, you saw, uh, you know, my my training habits and things. Uh, I always, you know, tried to take the week before the U.S. Open off, so that uh, so that I could heal if I was, you know, had been playing too much, but also, you know, to work and to get used to the surroundings and things. But my my schedule from. The, uh, from January 1st was all considered around the U.S. Open. You know, what did I have to do, you know, where I could play and, and be at, uh, you know, the best shape and the best peak form leading into that event? You know, Wimbledon was important. You know, I didn't, I didn't play the French for a long time, and I didn't play the Australian, you know, after two years, and, you know, it was just not part of my schedule. But, but, but the, the U.S. Open... You know, I, I was always nine months out on, on my schedule and my preparation. And and leading into that, I knew that the, the week before, if I was playing the week before, I was struggling. I needed matches. I needed to find something. I needed to, you know, it wasn't my conditioning, but I needed to find something in my game that, that would have, uh, you know, uh, put me in the running to win the tournament. You know, so hopefully... The year before, I mean, the week before the U.S. Open, I was off. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd be in New York. I'd go out and I'd practice and I'd be around the surroundings. I'd get on the court. I'd, I'd know the bounces. I knew the speed of the court. I, I knew I knew everything. I knew everything about that court, that center court. And by the way, and by the way, from 1978, when they moved over there from, from, uh, from Forest Hills, uh, the Westside Tennis Club to Flushing Meadows in 1978 until I stopped playing in 1992. You know how many matches I played outside of that center court? One. One. <laughs> One. And, and that was only because they went late. I went into the grandstand and played one match. One match out of all those years. That's so crazy. Obviously, I had a connection there. And 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 uh, the the crowd had a connection with me, but even more so, that tournament knew that that when they put me on that court, and I hate talking about this, brother. You know I don't, I do, but but I do with you because I feel so comfortable that that when I went out there, that crowd was full. Yeah, that that place was going to be sold out, and you know, like me or not, you know, want me to win or not, you were there. Right. And and you were a part of it. And and because you were there, I was going to break my ass for you and give it everything I had one way or the other. Yeah. You know, and hope and hopefully the next day when I played, you came back again. Yeah. That was my thoughts. That was my thoughts. I think it's cool that you were a, you've been able to play every role 
there like you said the first five or six years of your career you were you know more villain than you were hero uh and then you know it swung in 78 right when you gave that speech and and on center court uh, during the trophy ceremony so i think yep. it's, it's neat you get to it gives you more perspective on everything where you're like well like i'm this now but i was that then you know like get to see both sides of a lot of things in this tennis world here um okay. i like to be in a bad guy bud yeah, I, I, you know, because there, everybody was a good guy, <laughs> you know, and and they needed, you know, my my good friend and your godfather, Nastasi. I mean, to, between the two of us, you know, we were bad, but when we were bad, we were really good. <laughs> yeah. and, and I say that with so much fun because the excitement of, of being different. You know, and not just going along with everything that, that you know, back then it was the Wild West. You got to remember, you know, there were no rules back then, you know, in, in the 70s. We were kind of, you know, trying to make the rules. And, and you know, all of a sudden they see Nastasi and Connors and Geralitis and you know, they're going, holy Christ, we got to, you know, what are we, what are we up against here? Mm -hmm. You know, that was the fun part, you know, and, and to, to be a part of that and, and to, to to understand that you know you know like I keep going back to the to the hockey. Did you go to a hockey game to watch hockey, or did you go to see the fight? Right. You know the people came to see the action. They love the tennis. They, they you know if we didn't play good tennis, they wouldn't have come. But they wanted to see something else, something more than just that to draw them in, and and to know that we were willing. To, to do whatever it took to try to win. You know, we got criticized for that. We got fined for it. We got suspended for it. We got <laughs> everything all, for but, it. But didn't all that help build the game in the long run too? You think? Right. And then you give think, you added you think, motivation too? I, I guess the one question you got to ask yourself is without that, you think the game would be where it is today? No. Well, but but they the the game will never go back to the seventies and give all of us credit for what for what happened during those days. Well, never they they almost you know walk right over that period of time, you know and and you know that's fine. I mean, listen, I'm I'm, I'm not looking for adulations. You know, neither is Nastasi. You know, our, our dear friend Vitas. <laughs> you know, uh, and and uh, we miss him every day. You know that you know for. For the for the for the attitude and the excitement and and the the away from tennis uh, activity that drew people into us anyway, you know you know Vitas is uh, he's got a, a twelve o'clock match on on the on the grandstand court, but geez he he came right from Studio Fifty Four. I mean, come yeah. on, he's on court. I mean, he's on court Fifty Four. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know the. It, 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 Times were different. Now it's you know they travel with seven. I bet you know, but tennis has become a big business. You know, it's different too because you know, and, I and, think and I think a lot of the players now don't have the the reference. We're like all you guys were like, man, I remember when it was blank. Because because people could identify with the players, with the way they played, with their attitudes, and 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 how they went about things, good or bad. You know, yeah. you know, guys went out there and, you know, felt felt like they, you know, oh, my God, I don't feel like playing today. Well, you know, well, you know, Vitas, you know, just walked on and, you know, from from Studio 54 and just, you know, just won six, three in the fifth, you mm -hmm. know, in this match. If he can do it, I can do it. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's kind of 
you know, th- but that was that was the thought. Yeah. I mean, you know, guy, you know, guys walked around. I mean, I, I remember walking, you know, with, with Nastasi. I mean, the guy was the uh, he, he was the first rock star of tennis. He was beyond big, beyond big. Cannot pan out of the same. They were they were huge in Europe. Yeah. Walking down the street with them, you couldn't function. You just wanted to be a part of it just to see it. They both and, had that and, hair, but, that good yeah, hair. Yeah, but I, but I mean the you know the it's almost like they want to forget about all that. They want to say, well, we'll skip that generation and go to the next one. Well, well, okay, okay, go well, ahead. Well, what do you mean then? Like, what do you want them to do? Ah, I don't listen. I'm good. <laughs> I know, but like I'm I, good. I lived it. But I don't feel you like know, they I, skip it. Like, I mean, I think people talk about the generation all the time. I mean, I feel they like they do. The people, the fans. The the fans talk about it. You're right. Yeah. Well, who you're else right. is there? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, you know, like you can't depend on, uh, I mean, the media is just going to sell what they have to sell now. You that's know, right. Here, come look at this. That, this is what we have. That's right. They're not going to talk you know, about so, a meal, you know, like, you yeah, know, like, listen, they, they, the, 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 the media and that they didn't like what they had when they had it. All they could do was criticize us, you know, and, and tear us down. You know, and say that, you know, we were rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. Yeah, but in the meantime, we're selling out 20,000 seat stadiums. You know, so, you know, yeah, but now, now, if you, if you look, they're begging for it. You know, can you give us something? Give us some excitement. Give us some, give us a little bit more than, than just the tennis. You know, but, but, but you know, then, when you had it, you didn't want it. Now you want it. But then so, Djokovic does, and they crucify him. That's right. So it ain't much different. No. It ain't much different. No. No. The the more it changes, the more it stays the same, right? Right. Like, you know, the Fed and Nadal are very, they're very close to the chest. You know, they don't give a ton of their personal opinions. You know, they're very likable and all that stuff, you know. And then Djokovic gives you a lot more of himself. You know, he gives you, yeah. you know, he uh, gives you his opinions on things more, shows you his beliefs more, you know, with like a, the shoes off and the, and his diet and all the different weird like little things that people, you know, don't like him for. And like, you see what happens to him. Most people hate him for one of the like 50 reasons he's come out and like had an opinion on something. Well, listen, <laughs> if, 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 if everybody was a good guy, <laughs> where would that be? Right. I think it's okay to not <laughs> be know, a good so. guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay to not be a good guy. Yeah, you know, that's why I say, you know, my first. I mean, listen, I I love the end of my career because the fans, you know, gave you know one. They won me more matches than, than maybe I should have won, uh, because of their feelings for me, and you know, uh, obviously my feelings for them. But my first five, six, seven years, and and uh you know when i was coming up with a different attitude and a different game and a different way you know of of my upbringing and all that you know i loved it uh and you know uh, when when they changed i mean that that's hard work you know beating your opponent and and uh 15,000 people too that's hard work i will say you, you know to you know to fight that battle but but i i i liked it but when they changed and 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 they came over to my side, oh my god, oh my god, it was it was it was like it was a feeling that really indescribable because it was not not that I could do no wrong, but they knew what I was willing to give them, you know, which yeah. was everything, 
and, and, and they in turn weren't afraid to give me everything they had either. That was, that was, it was, it was such a common, and I'm, well, I'm talking about New York now. Yeah. I'm I was going to ask I'm you, talking, I was going to ask I'm you talking, what, what, go ahead. Well, you're from the Midwest. You're not a New Yorker. You're from Illinois, right? You're from East St. Louis. Mm, yeah. But you know, but I, I had what was a, it about, York, what was it about you? Connection. But what was it about you that made that them, you know, cause your main opponent and rival for, you know, part of your career was a New Yorker. You know, McEnroe's from New York. And yeah, when you guys would you and, but, but when you guys would play, it wasn't like it was all McEnroe. So what I'm saying is no. like why were they why did they relate to you so much even though you weren't like born and bred New Yorker? No, no, that's a good question. A good question. I I don't know. maybe, you know, New Yorkers are, you know, they get up every day and they go and they fight and, you know, try to be you know, as good as they can be and do what they can do and, and, and uh, give it everything they had, you know, everything they have at that time, you mm -hmm. know, win or lose, you know, maybe, maybe that was a connection. What about, you what know, about this one? I, I th I've always thought about this one that when you, you, when you talk about the U S open, you always say, you know, look, it's different from the other slams. If you're able to win there, you know, you can win anywhere because of all the distractions. It's loud. You know, you stay in the city, but you have to drive out here. You know, it's like there's a lot more going on than just the tournament, you know, compared right. to Wimbledon. If you're staying in the village, it's, you know, you're just in the, you know, it's a lot different. Right. So do you think it's also that once they see, because, you know, you weren't a favorite for a while until you had maybe won, what, a couple of your opens. So do you think they also say like, hey, look, this guy can take it. This guy can come to New York and battle the traffic and the distractions and all this stuff in the media and, and the big eyes of the Big Apple and come out a winner and represent and work his ass off. And he's kind of like us. And, you know, and then boom, like it relates like, you know, they can relate to it because they also live in it. They function in it. They go to their job in it and have to put out 110 percent. You 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 said the right thing that he can take it, you know, and, and because I could give it. You know, and, and it's the old saying: if 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 you if you can give it, you got to be able to take it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know the way I played with my attitude, and and the the what what I gave out there, not only the tennis but everything else that came along. I was given it, you know. So what they gave me back sometimes wasn't so great, right? Mm -hmm. So I could take it. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. You know, and and that's the, you know, I told my buddies when I play golf today. You know, I, uh, I I I'm I I like the banter, I like the BS, I like everything that goes around. You know, with playing golf, you know how that goes. You know, you're you're playing with your buddies and you're giving them shit on every turn and, and whatever. You know, but if you can't take it, you you that that's no good, right? Right. So you're not going to last uh, in that foursome long. Not going to last very long, is right. <laughs> Why don't we finish Give up? Give me one more question. I want one more question. Give me your winners on the men's and women's side at the U.S. Open this year. Well, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on the limb. Okay. And I want to say Coco Golf, it's time for her to step up. Wow. Okay. That would be That would be great. That would be great Let's for see what US her odds tennis. Are. Fourteen to one. I want to say it's time for her to, you know, start taking her place. You know, she's been touted, and and she's she had a good French, right? She got yeah. to the finals of the French, 
Yep. And but it's time. It's time for her now. She she's five years in, and and uh, it's time for her to be a Grand Slam champion. Crazy that she's so, already five years in. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. 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 So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be rooting for her, okay. and then on the men's side, I'm gonna be rooting for Center. Okay. I think they're both fourteen to and, one. Yeah, and 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 uh, I, I think I think he's got uh, he's got game, and he's not he's not afraid to go out there and and uh, and serve it up. You know, win win or lose. Uh, you know, but you know you got you got to look at Nadal and you know uh, I'd say Djokovic too. But oh shit, he can't play. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, I I, I want to look at him. I I think he's got good game and and. Uh, he might be starting to come into his own too. He's had some good success this summer, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. I there, mean, there, there you go. I think you it'll know. it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, Nadal's wife is supposedly any minute or any day uh, expecting their first baby, so uh, you never know. He might get called away for that, but his quarter of the draw looks um, winnable. Doesn't look like there's you know as many people there to that he could lose to as maybe some of the other sections. So. Uh, well, like I'll, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you a little story. When uh, when uh, uh, mom, uh, you were expected mm-hmm. uh, in '79, and and uh, I, I went in, and they they knew that you, know, you were expected a little earlier than when you came. Uh, you were uh, August first, but uh, you were expected earlier. And I said that that if uh, things came i said i'm 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 out of there i'm gonna go and so instead of seeding me one or two they seeded me somewhere down the road three or four or whatever and uh where was this this was at another event wimbledon of course (laughs) 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 you know so you know they were saying well shit if he's if if he's not gonna be here we got to get one and two in the finals (laughs) so that's kind of crazy so So i cost you a top seed huh no, you cost me nothing. You cost me pleasure. About three weeks later, it was the best. But but uh, it was it was uh, interesting. I, I told him. I said, you know, listen, you know, I, I'd like to play your tournament, but I want to go home. And and uh, you know, when my son's born, yeah. and and uh, uh, and and so they they changed the seedings on me. You know, which you know was fine. I I don't really care anyway. But uh, that that's anyway. I got a lot of stories. A lot Maybe of I'll write stories. Another book. <laughs> We've got a podcast. So. Uh, we got a, we got another podcast. We got more stories coming next week. Let's In the go. meantime, you can follow me on at Jimmy Connors on Twitter. Yes, sir. At Brett underscore Connors on Twitter. Go for it. ADV <laughs> Advantage Connors. Yep. At ADV Connors on Twitter. At Advantage Connors on Instagram. You can follow at Gold Dude Isabella. Um, check us out on our new podcast partner, Cloud 10 iHeart Podcasts. And um, yeah, that's it. We got US Open coming up. Um, maybe we'll do a check in podcast next week just to see the carnage that has taken place uh, in the first week of the event. See who's still in there and still uh, ready to go for the second week of the Open. What are you, final thoughts? Anything? I've got a golf lesson tomorrow. Okay, what are you That's working my, on? What are you working on? Uh, I, I've got my takeaway. He's uh, he's changed my takeaway, and uh, I'm feeling much more comfortable. So I'm I'm trying to get down to single digits. I'm working on it. Wait a minute. Wait a it's minute. A, the word change after we just talked about you winning the club championship a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm trying to change to get better. 
you know, but uh, I've, I've got a good pro and, and uh, he's looking after my game. And, and he told me, he said, I was walking out today. I went over to hit a few balls. I was walking out today and he says, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Right. And I said, if you're available, I'm ready. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, learn the golf the way I was uh, taught the tennis little bits at a time, little bits at a time. And, and uh, hopefully it's working, but when I get down to single digits, I'll let you know. In the meantime, okay. get some rest, give the girls a hug and a kiss. I love you and I miss you, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Love you too. Uh, we'll check in with you guys next week and uh, talk to you then. Peace.